Welcome to episode 29 of the Paul Ald Pod. I am... <clears throat> Excuse me. I am two days late, and apologies for that. It's been a tough week. <clears throat> um, yeah. So much to talk about. Some good, some bad. Um, but let's just get into it. Today's beer is... Uh, from Upslope Brewing Company from in Boulder, Colorado. It's the Blackberry Lemon Sour Ale. It's a limited release. Let's give this a taste. That's good beer. Very well balanced. Not too bitter. But it's got that taste. It's missing a little bit. It's, the taste is not like super strong, but it's it's good. Uh, it caught my eye because I know I saw some kind of blackberry lemon. I think it was a blackberry lemon bar beer at uh, GABF, but that was completely different. Anyway, this one's a good this one's a good beer. Um, <coughs> speaking of beer, the beer fridge is just packed. <laughs> it's just I can't accept any more beers. Uh, I had to start like putting them sideways on top of the other ones just to fit this six pack in. So there might not be a new beer thing for a few episodes because um, I don't really drink beer very often. I don't drink beer. I don't drink anything alcohol really that often. So, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, so let's get right into the news about buttermilk and there is a lot to say. Um, so I don't even know where we were last time I talked about buttermilk. I think things were going well, and then basically things kind of turned to the not-so-good side for buttermilk. So he has an upper respiratory infection um, and some bacteria to go with that, and that's making his eyes really, like, discharge over and over and sneeze, and it's making him very sick. So he's very sick, and he's... If he, he, I mean, being very sick, he just de does not want to be around me. Um, so um, for that and many other reasons, he's really started hissing and clawing me anytime I try to, you know, come near to pet him. Um, he's clawed me a lot. He, he's been clawing quite a lot. Um, so uh, basically what happened is... We took him to the vet, and because uh, basically what happened is his he he like regressed. Like Saturday, like the last time I talked to you guys, he was gonna he was either gonna go to the vet or he had just gotten back. So he had gotten a shot last week. Um, I think it was, jeez, it was like the eighteenth or something. Which I that's yeah. So it was last Tuesday. Um, he got a shot, which basically helped him a little bit, but then. On Saturday, holy shit, so much has happened in like only nine days. It's actually kind of weird. It feels like it's a month. Um, on Saturday, like this previous Saturday, um, he, I woke up and I looked at him and his eyes were completely like snap shut. Like he, he could not open his eyes. Like the stuff that was coming out of his eyes were, was like drying up and like it snapped, it like wired his eyes shut. So he couldn't see. Um... So I, I tried to grab him, but he ran away. Eventually I got to him just because, you know, he couldn't see and he didn't know I was there. Um, and so I picked him up by the scruff of the neck, um, which I guess that's a mistake. I just learned that today. <laughs> he shouldn't do that. Um, and basically brought him to the to the bathroom. And then I put him on my lap with, a, with like, a blanket underneath so that he get, can get nice and comfy. And I basically started cleaning his eyes with, like, a, a washcloth with, like, some warm water applied to it. And it took a long time because there was just so much gunk in there. But I eventually did. And eventually he stopped, like, resisting. Like, eventually as I started clearing that stuff out and he started being able to see again, like, I could tell he was like, wait, this is good. <laughs> what you're doing to me is good, human. This is great. And then uh, I finished cleaning out his eyes, cleaned up his nose, and um, it was just a really good moment. 
to be there with him where I was cleaning him up and he was like not hating my guts and he was like not resisting it completely. Um, he would even look back at me every once in a while and look up at me and be like, you're doing this for me? So this, so this is what you wanted to do? Interesting. Um, so it was a really cool moment. It felt like, it, it felt like a breakthrough, um, which it kind of was, but it also, uh, in those seven days since or four days since or something it's kind of gotten worse but uh my relationship with him um but anyway it was a good breakthrough at the time uh and so after that he kept having that problem where the gunk in his eyes would keep like freezing and he would like his eyes would be stuck closed or something and um so i basically was like okay can I get an appointment as soon as possible? We need to do. We need to have him checked over. Brought him to the vet. They were like, "Okay, we need to. Uh, we basically need to give him eye drops. So every day, twice a day, he needs to have two eye drops, one in each eye." And so I was like, "How am I gonna do that if he does not ever let me even touch him, let alone pick him up?" Uh, and they're like, uh, "I don't know." And so I was like, "Well, I'll try it. I'll give it a try." <laughs> And so I got the eye drops just uh, two days ago or so, and uh, I well, like two nights ago or something at night, like at nine o'clock after like streaming for four hours or something stupid, I went to his room. Which, by the way, he's in a new room now. He's in the uh, booze cave, actually, the the, the liquor room. Um, and because I thought, you know, that that's smart because there isn't any furniture in there. You know, he can't get under something and then, like, me being unable to grab him when I need to. Like, it seems smart. Because previously, he had actually, um, I think when I was trying to get him to his appointment the first time this week, I wasn't able to because he, he was in the bathroom, which I thought would be a good idea because it's small and I can get him. There's actually a table uh, that my sink is in that it can't be moved, and it's just like the perfect um, size for him to go under it. And I tried using like a broom or something just to gently like be like, get the fuck out of there, and he just didn't. Anyway, um, kind of tangenting. Well, I thought, you know. That room makes sense. There's literally no furniture in there that he can't like be stuck under and I can't get to him. So if I can get to him, that's great because I'm going to need to medicate him. So we put him in the booze cave. Uh, I put him in the booze cave. And um, basically that night, two nights ago, I try to... I go in there. I bring some winter gloves because I'm like, he's probably going to scratch me because he's been scratching me a lot lately. I have like, I don't know, over 10 different scars on my hands from trying to like just reach out to him and just like have him like sniff me or something or pet him like he yeah um he's scratched the fuck out of me and uh so yeah two nights ago I, I go in there with my winter gloves on and I just I grab him by the scruff of the neck which ended up being so stupid because with winter gloves on like big big mitts like you really can't get a, a good grasp on a cat's like that little piece of skin above their neck you really can't so what happened is i grabbed him like that for like three seconds it was fine he was just like limp but then as we started going towards the door uh he started squirming and he just got on my grasp like super easily and what followed is just like a huge mistake like a huge 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 mistake even bigger of a mistake than um the uh than the previous time i tried to like grab him when he wouldn't let me uh which i think i t explained last time like i was trying to get him into the kennel get him, in him into the carrier when we had to go to our red appointment and he just didn't um it was worse in this room because i kept i had the like the mitts on so i wasn't afraid of him clawing me so i would just keep grabbing him i'd be like just get her get over here and i just keep grabbing him over and over and he would like be fighting my hands and i'd be like whatever this doesn't hurt let's just keep going and just keep trying to get him under my control and it just didn't work then. So eventually he actually ran to the window and he knocked over a bunch of glasses and shots and stuff. Um, he didn't break anything, surprisingly. But he knocked over, like, everything. Like, the candelabra, like, everything on that windowsill was knocked over. Um, 
And so at that point I was like, come on, man, let me just pick you up so we can do this thing and we can get out with our labs. And basically it just didn't work. He was just like clawing at me, like hissing like really badly. Um, and so he just, at that moment, he just hated me and he was like, I am so scared and stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> um, and so because of that, I keep, I feel like our, our relationship has like really fallen and he doesn't really trust me that much. So, um, yeah, I feel like now he's, we've like regressed a little bit. Um, yeah, let me sip this again. We'll go to the next point. So I didn't realize that doing all that was such a huge mistake until like yesterday and today. I've been doing like all kinds of like YouTube videos of explaining how to handle like feral cats and what to do with feral cats and what not to. And I was just realizing like I'm just doing this all wrong. So like the room he's in is okay, but the problem is you should, I think you should never really try to like force a cat um that is like as feral as he is or feral like to do anything if he's in a corner because if he's in a corner then he's just gonna feel like cornered and he doesn't have a way out and so he just get it's like a fight or flight response um so um what i learned today i learned a lot of good things i'll try not to spend too much time speaking about this but um like i shouldn't have been free feeding him like i've just been free feeding like i'd be i'd put food out and he just have all day to eat it or whatever, and I just do that every day, several times a day. And apparently that was a huge mistake because I mean, if he can eat without me being there, um, without me having to actually like be in that in his presence, then I think it. According to the video I saw, it was like that's bad because then he he realizes he doesn't need me, you know. Like, he, he thinks he doesn't need me or something, and that's, like, bad for feral cats um, to think that they don't need, like, you should... Basically, the, the lesson was, like, you should only feed them... You should feed them specifically at certain intervals, and you should also be in the room when they're eating. So, something I, a huge I learned today is that you should actually, like, be in the room when they're eating and be, like, speaking to them, like, you know using a relaxing, calming tone, just talk about anything, um, which I actually started doing today. I started reading a book to him. <laughs> I'm reading War and Peace to Buttermilk. Uh, so I just, I basically put out some food, some fresh food, right? Just a few steps away from his safe spot, which is right now the litter box. <laughs> He's been in that spot the whole day and I can't even clean the box. So I put another litter box on the other side and the other cubby hole that he can access. Um, but yeah, I just put it, some food like a few feet away from him in his hiding spot and I just start reading, like I'm on the opposite side of the room and I'm just reading like in a calming tone, war and peace to him. Um, so far I've done that twice and I've read a couple, uh, like four chapters in two different sessions and he has not, he's moved around, but he hasn't even come close to eating his food. He hasn't even come out of the cubby hole at all. Um, so um, either he's not hungry or he just really doesn't tr doesn't trust me so much that he's not even going to do that. So I think it's eventually going to get easier as he gets hungrier and I could even try wet food and stuff um, to, to, to do that. Um, but yeah, um, some other lessons learned were that scruffing or like grabbing a cap by the scruff of the neck is actually not a good thing to do. I think that's still a little bit debatable because I swear I've even vets have told me that's that's a good that's an okay thing to do um but I'm just not gonna do it anymore so the right way to actually pick up a cat is to by the way cat podcast totally <laughs> the right way to pick up a cat is to actually have one hat a hand underneath their abdomen and then one hand underneath their chest and then just um pick them up slowly and then with one arm, hold them close to your body, and with the other one, you can have them, like, have their paws be on your hand. Um, but yeah, I was supposed to do the burrito technique with, like, a towel um, with him, and it just 
I, I mean, I, I couldn't even get him into the burrito, as I said, because the last two days ago, it just it didn't work out. It ended up being a mess. Man, he made a mess of that whole room. <laughs> there was stuff everywhere. Like, I'm I'm so lucky he didn't get onto that, uh, onto the actual, like, liquor table. Like, what a mess that would have been if he had ju- jumped down there and, like, knocked some shit over and, like, liquor, like, had broken everywhere and spilled or something. Um, so, yeah. Um, what else did I learn today? Um, I think, I don't know. I've learned a lot. I've I've also learned another option for picking up a cat is actually to put a towel or a blanket on top of them, like just cover them with a blanket or a towel and then like, kind of like pick them up with the towel. And I also think using gloves isn't like a bad thing, like a bad approach or a technique because I, I initially thought that. If I have these big winter gloves on, he's going to think that's like an object and it's not me and he's just going to attack the object. Um, and if I have just my hands out, then, you know, he might see that I'm just trying to like, it's me, you know, I'm not trying to hurt him, but he doesn't really even trust me anyway. So that whole logic didn't make sense. Um, sorry if I'm not talking to the mic, by the way. Um, I think I was for a second there. Yeah, so I think winter gloves are a good choice. Or I might get my biking gloves, which have, like, holes for the fingers, but, like, the actual main part of the hand is, like, covered. Yeah, so, um... Uh... I, it's also really weird, because it's I've been really scared of him. Because, like, every time I try to, like, reach my hand towards him... I don't know, but I just feel like he's going to claw me, and so I just get really scared, and then I just, like, start backing up before I even get a chance to get close to his mouth for him to, like, sniff me or something. And I've... I almost lost some sleep last night, or the night the night after the incident, so two nights ago. Um, it just felt like everything was going bad. Like, it was the end of the world. Like, I had to give him back to the shelter or something. Like, it just wasn't going to work. Um, but yeah, last night I slept a lot better. And I think tonight I'm going to sleep really good. So what's going to happen for his eye drops, because I can't really corral him, like, I mean, I need to get on a, I need to be closer to him, I need to, uh, I need to grow a bond with him, I need for both of us to trust each other, which is going to be a slow process, and I think it's going to be slowly achieved through this, this new eating plan, where he's only going to eat in my presence, um, while I'm, like, talking to him, like, calmly, um, and I'm going to keep looking at other YouTube videos for advice. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> reading a book to a cat. That's how you handle a feral cat, apparently. <laughs> when he doesn't really trust you or he's scared of you. Um, yeah. So, I don't remember where I was going with this, but yeah. It's still a process. I'm a little bit worried he's not going to he's not gonna do it tonight. And then I'll be like worried that he's going to be hungry. But I mean, I think he ate earlier today. So I mean, if he goes 24 hours without food, I think he'll be okay. You know, I don't think he's going to die. Um, yeah. Oh, so a couple other things about this whole relationship. <laughs> uh, I tried using a wand with like a like a feather fish at the end of it or something to like play with him today. And he attacked it so savagely. And... It was it was shocking because I thought you know like you're supposed to play with a cat in order to make it feel like more comfortable or have more fun or you know it's supposed to increase your bond with that cat, but he attacked it like he like the 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 wand was me, <laughs> like he hissed at it and he like really vet like savagely just attacked it, which worries me because it means maybe he associates the wand not with like playtime good thing he associates it with me, like maybe he thought like. I was trying to attack him with the wand, which I wasn't even doing. I was just, like, putting it, like, slightly near his head, like, rocking it back and forth so that he would attack it so he would have some fun or something. Um, and he just, like, savagely attacked it. So I put the wand away. We're probably not going to use that anymore. But um, I did get a laser pointer. Or I have had a laser pointer for years because Hope would like to follow the laser. Um, and he kind of is interested in the laser pointer. Like, yesterday or today, I forget which... He basically, like, he was looking at it, 
and he's in his litter box most of the time, which is so stupid because I can't even clean it. I think I already said that. But that's where he feels the most safe. And at one time, I put the, you know, I put the, the red laser pointer like in his litter box or like outside of it on the wall or something. And every once in a while, when I do that and move it around, he'd actually like, like go lower, like he was about to pounce on it, but then he wouldn't. So I think he really likes the laser pointer, but I just don't think he feels like safe enough to really like make an attack like that. Um, so yeah. Laser pointer, I think, is working in the, in the long term. Treats just aren't. Like, I'll reach out to him with a treat, and I'll be like, hey, I got a treat, and he just doesn't do anything. He just closes his eyes, and he's like, nope. <laughs> Don't trust you, bitch. <laughs> um, so treats aren't working yet. But I'm hoping they will soon. So, yeah. Um, as far as, yeah, so where I was going with this was, as far as getting the actual medication, like the eye drops in, I do think I need to build a bond with him first before I can do that kind of stuff. But in the meantime, I am going to actually have someone from the hospital um, come over to my house. Because uh, it, it needs to happen twice a day. So they're going to try to cut me some kind of deal where it's only like 50 to 60 bucks a day to, to medicate him. Which still sucks because we have to do it for seven days. So, oh wow. I have to spend 420 to $450 uh, for one week. <laughs> For something that I wish I could do myself, but I'm not that close to him yet, apparently, and he hates me. I don't know if he hates me, but he just he just doesn't trust me. Um, because, I mean, the people at, like, the vet, like, when he goes to the vet, he works perfectly with them. So, I do feel like he has some kind of grudge against me. Um, but, I mean, from what I've read, they don't really have grudges in the sense that we do. So, I mean, it's not like he's going to hate me for life. So yeah, we're in a rebuilding period. It's so weird because it's like when I first got him, like the first week, I wasn't afraid of him scratching me, and he never scratched me ever. He didn't ever scratch me. Uh, he would just be scared as fuck. He would be under the dresser, and I'd like reach out to him, and he'd sniff me, and then I'd be like, "I'm not going for a scratch on your ears or something," and he'd be like, "Yeah, this is okay. You know, this is totally fine." And like, ever since like a week ago, or more, it's just been like he hates my guts. <laughs> so i'm hoping we could really get him into a better spot um i'm gonna do everything i can to to facilitate this relationship to get us you know on the same page to get us to be friends because there's nothing that i want would want more than for us to get past this stage to get to the point where he's actually friendly to me and we can live on you know um but if that doesn't happen then I, I I hate to say it, but I might have to give him back to the shelter. I don't think that's going to happen. I think I just made a lot of stupid mistakes, and I just don't know how to handle cats, specifically feral cats. One second. I'm just now realizing this week, like, how silly my viewpoint of cats are, or how, how silly my viewpoint of cats were before I adopted buttermilk. I mean, my experience with cats for 18 fucking years <laughs> before buttermilk was cats are a cute female cat that's declawed and loves you to death and follows you into bed every night unless you scratch her belly and doesn't really care if you pick her up wrong and you you you've just known her for 15 years or 18 years and she just like she's she's so close to you <laughs> and cats especially feral cats are not like that anything like that like hope was such a, a like a, such a special case where i got her as a kitten and you know my parents declawed her i didn't do that but that's what happened and um we just we just she just instantly fell in love and i think part of the reason she instantly fell in love with me is because that you know she, i got her when she was just like a week old or less um and you know imagine knowing a cat since week one of their life and then into their 18th year it's just like we were so fucking close and uh Feral cats are just so different because they don't know you. And not only do they not know you, 
They don't know anybody. They didn't even know humans existed. Now there's some huge giant thing walking around and giving them food and stuff. And they're like, what is this world? Um, <laughs> it's just so different. And it's so, I feel so stupid because like when I was at the Dumb Friends League, which is the Humane Society here, they were like, are you experienced with cats? And I was like, yes, I had one for 18 years. Duh. <laughs> that was my entire attitude. I was like, yeah, I had one for 18 years. We were great. <laughs> but it's like I really don't didn't have like any experience with cats because hope was just such a completely different thing you know past year one there wasn't any difference in in how she was how she was handled and that was 17 fucking years ago <laughs> um yeah so um so yeah definitely buttermilk is different and I think what's what's really helping me is like googling these terms like how to handle a feral cat what to know when handling a feral cat how to pick a feral cat up and these some of these videos are really really helping me I even found like a video I think his name the, the YouTube name is Jackson Galaxy but anyway it was a short video of a guy from Turkey who was handling a fearful cat that like was so scared of him and it's so funny because the cat even looked exactly like buttermilk it was a brown tabby um, and it was so much the same situation where it was just like he was so scared he didn't want to do anything when I'm in the room when he was in the room so same situation here with buttermilk um, yeah so I've been finding the YouTube videos very helpful um, so I'm gonna keep watching them and looking for new advice and I think it's just gonna be a learning process and I think it's we're gonna have to take it really really slow and you know when one day he finally eats when he's in my presence which is gonna have to be like tomorrow or he'll fucking die <laughs> um i think that'll be a huge move that'll be a huge thing that happens when he when i'm reading to him and i'm not looking at him that was an important part of the video that by the way which i didn't even think about do not look at the cat have two hands in the book look at the book read to the cat slowly and calmly and just never make never look at them I mean, don't even try it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know where I was going with that last message, but we've been talking about cats for 27 minutes. How about we talk about something else? <laughs> I'm hoping to have a much better update on Buttermilk next week. Um, what else is going on? Yeah, um... Running is fucking easy, and I just need to keep... I, need, I just need to do that. <laughs> um, but I stopped doing it, like, a few days ago. Because it just... I don't know. I just stopped. Because I... There, there was, like, a, a morning or two in a row where I just wanted to eat instead of run, and then I ate, and then, like, two hours later, I was like, eh, I don't want to go now. <laughs> um, and then it got cold. Like, the last few days, it's gotten really cold. Today, it's... Yeah, there's a huge drop, which it was 36 today, 36 degrees. But before that, every day was like 55 plus. So today was a huge drop. But anyway, yeah, I can't run anymore now because I, I am not going to run in less than 50 degree weather. It's just I've done it and I don't want to have to run with like a coat or like hat and gloves. I just don't want to have to do that. Um, and I can't do it without that because then I'll get sick, basically. Not really like sick sick, but like running in summer in like 65 degree, degree weather would sometimes make me sick just because of how like it's so much exercise on my body. Like after that, I'm just like spitting over and over again. My nose is running like even without the temperature <laughs> it being like a summer morning, like it just got me. So um, doing it in less than 55 degree weather just was awful. So I'm thinking I need to get to a gym i need to sign up for a gym because i i had a gym at the old apartment on uh, 350 south jackson but that came with the apartment so i need to sign up for a gym and honestly i'm hoping i can get one that's like super cheap because i really just need a fucking treadmill that's has indoor heat <laughs> that's it i don't need anything else that's pretty much all i'm gonna use maybe like a bike you know but not really i just use the treadmill so yeah, so I'm going to look around at um, 
gyms or places with treadmills that are uh, accessible. There's this one place on York and Colfax that's like it's some kind of special center. It's not even a gym. It's like a community center or something. So I'm going to have to look into that. Random note that probably should have gone in the eating corner, which is coming up later. But anyway, I've been having a few days where I eat nothing for 16 hours except my protein shake. It kind of works. It's doable. Um, and I kind of like it. You know, I've gotten used to that. Where it's just like, eat nothing solid for 16 hours. You know, and that'll include the time spent sleeping. So, you know, from 8 a.m. or, you know, 7.30 or whenever I wake up, eight hours after that, then around that time or after that, I'll start eating like actual food. It kind of works because then I eat like breakfast by like, I don't know, 4 p.m. <laughs> and then, okay, I just had three eggs and two slices of toast. Uh, and now I'm full. And now I don't need to eat for the rest of the night. <laughs> so... The cycle continues. I can just do that again the next day. Like, it's genius. <laughs> um, delaying breakfast until, like, 4 p.m. And then, like, eating, a, like, a solid breakfast, like, with enough eggs and stuff. And then just not eating for the rest of the day. It's kind of been working. I lost a few pounds. Uh, but I'm al I've also gained so many <laughs> before that happened that it's just, like, it, it was negligible. <laughs> I stopped looking at the scale for, like... A long time which was a mistake i was just like eating like like out and like bad stuff for like a week and a half and i was just like whatever we'll just we'll just get another pizza who cares <laughs> like i don't know it was stupid yeah i've totally got like a fat chin now <laughs> so i gotta watch that shit i'm, I'm i last time i weighed myself i was 177.8 which i was like that's better because the last time before that I weighed myself I was 181. But now, last couple of days, I've made a, f a couple mistakes. Um, and so I'm probably back at 180 or 181. So I got I got work to do. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Still aiming to get back to 159.9. One day I will, I swear. I'm next summer it's gonna I'm gonna be in shape for next summer. I'm looking forward to next summer. Um Gaming Corner, real quick one. Uh so for the first time in two years I actually created a new Mario Maker level. Um Mario Maker two for the uh Switch. A solid game, man. Solid game. I haven't played it in like a year or something. Um but it's so much fun, and I, I got the idea to make a new level like two nights ago when I was playing a completely different game. I was like, I forgot you could make, I forgot you could make Mario Maker levels or Mario levels. Like I didn't forget really, but I was like, oh man, I miss doing that. And so I created one like last night and spent like two hours on it. Stayed up way too late, um, and I love it. It's called Full Yeet. <laughs> uh, and it's just one of those levels where you just. It's like it's like a nearly a frame perfect jump. It's like a frame perfect jump in in Mario Maker is like you have to jump at the last possible frame, and that's the only way you can actually like not die and make it to the next platform. Yeah, I don't think it's 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 definitely not a frame perfect jump. It's like a few frames short of a, a frame perfect jump because I didn't want to make it that hard. Um, and but it's mostly like that. It's like some really tough jumps that you really have to like knock out like five or six in a row so you miss one and then you have to start all over but it's a short level um but it's just super cool um i love the new level i even have like a part where like a a, a cannon fires a bullet and you have to actually like jump onto that bullet and then like propel yourself over some spikes which are really close to that cannon and then that you jump into the finish line and it's really, it's a really dope level. I'm looking to see if anybody likes it, if I get any likes. Um, 
I've made a lot of Mario Maker levels, and I've I've learned that like people just do not give likes out very frequently. Um, I made some pretty good levels that I think were like not terrible, and they only got like zero or like one like or something. So I'm curious to see how this one does because it is literally my first level made in two years. My last level was in August of 2020. That's when I uploaded it. Um, and by the way, holy shit, was that a level? It was like a it was like precision jumps over and over and over again, like it was a nightmare. <laughs> I'll have to talk about that sometime. Right? Maybe stream that on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that does. Because basically, like, there's this thing where, like, the day after you create a Mario Maker level, it shows up in, like, this this category of world view or something, where it's, like, showing off all the new, like, up-and-coming, like, levels. And I'm hoping it makes it into that list, although it might not. But some people do just um, check the, like, the newest levels, like, regardless of how well it's doing like some people will check those and so maybe someone will play it also the cool thing about mario maker levels is that um there's a challenge called like endless challenge where it's like endless levels like you just keep getting a random level like you can input certain settings like you know i don't want my dick <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that came out wrong. <laughs> I say I want my dick. Um, you can be like, I want my difficulty to be like, you know, easy to medium but not hard, or you know, very. You can give me the very hard levels or something like that, and then it basically finds random levels that anyone's created, and there are like millions or billions of them, and it just keeps you giving you a new random level that fit your criteria that you want to complete every like over and over and over again. So it's endless. It's an endless amount of levels, which is kind of how the game works. It's like endless Mario levels, basically. It'll never end, literally. There's a new level that someone out there made that you will play next. <laughs> um, really cool game. But anyway, what I was saying is like my one of my levels could show up in someone's endless run. And so that's another way people will find levels. They'll just be like, oh, my level showed up in someone's random ass level endless challenge or something. So. Other games, I'm still playing Fire Emblem, but I'm kind of like less interested in it. Um, I got past the the first part of the game, um, and I don't want to do any spoilers or anything, even though I don't think anyone my in, in re listening to this really cares. But basically, the first part of the game, everyone's like young; um, they're their current age. And then when you get to the second part of the game, everyone's aged five years. Um, and it just becomes less interesting for me at that point. I don't know why. I just feel like I don't know any of these characters as well as I did. Because um, they all look completely different. They don't really sound different, but they look completely different. And I don't know. It's just weird. Um, and also, I feel like I've gotten to the point where if I want to, like... If I have, like, a character that's, like a like, a sword main, and I want them to start switching to be an axe main... And they're, they're not leveled in that axe skill at all. Then it's like, it feels like it's impossible to make that switch at this point in the game. Because, like, if they don't have the requirements for a class, um, then you have to you have to grind with that skill, with that axe skill, in combat to get that class. I mean, or that skill level. I mean, there are other, other ways of doing it, but that's the main way that you do it the fastest way. And it's like, at this point, like, I can't make Lysithia a sword vein. Like, she she is just too weak. Like, if she takes an attack from anybody, like, within a few combat levels of her, or, you know, levels of her, she just dies in one hit. <laughs> and when you lose a character in this game and they die, like, you just lose them forever. Basically, I'm not gonna talk about that in a second second segment in a second. But basically, it's like I can't. I feel like there isn't enough freedom to like switch someone's skills and their goals completely. 
Because, like, you don't have the option to fight against, like, level 5 characters, you know? It's only, like, you, the only battles available in the game are, like, the opponents are, like, 5 combat levels less than you or 5 combat levels more. So it's always going to be hard, and I feel like there's no way to really, you know, try, have a character try a new skill and, you know, be bad at it and survive. <laughs> um... The other point I want to make is that the classic mode of Fire Emblem, like I said in a previous episode, I'm sure, it's like, it's got this thing where it's like, yeah, if your character dies, that's the end. Like, you can't use them again. They don't actually die, they're still in the story, but you can't actually use them again. They're not part of your team anymore. Whereas there's a casual mode where you can use them again as many times as you want, even if they die cool concept but honestly when there's a fucking um like a a feature of the game where you can wind back time like almost as many times as you want like maybe up to 10 times in one battle then there's like like there's no point in even doing classic mode because you can just wind back time like if you actually make a mistake and one of your team members dies you can just wind back time to the point where they didn't die and you can change it. And at that point, you can actually retreat. You can just retreat from battle and be like, wow, like this person's just going to die and there's actually nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to wind back time, retreat to the start of the battle and not keep XP. And we can do another battle or we can just like not battle at all. Which I think breaks the whole like classic, like hardcore like aspect of it. Like how is this a hardcore challenge or, you know, like, you don't have to worry about people dying ever. You just turn back time. So how is it an interesting challenge to play on classic mode? It's not. Um, I think it's a really big fault to the game, honestly. Like, why would you ever need to, to, to turn back time? Like, it should just be like, if you make a mistake, then you're either going to have to deal with it if you're like a hardcore player, like I like to play, or you're going to go back to your previous save file and you're just going to save a ton. Like... It's just stupid. So, um, I think the next time I play, I'm going to start a new save file. I'm not going to start a new save file. I'm going to save to a new spot in my save file list with my current progress. But this time, if someone dies, it's permadeath. And I'm not going to... I'm Basically, from this point with this new version of this save file, I'm just never going to turn back time. And that way, it'll actually feel interesting. Because if I can turn back time, then it feels like the game is less interesting and less fun. Because it's like there's no there's no risk, there's no challenge, there's no danger. You know, it's like that was what really hooked me into to starting this new file that I started like last month. So yeah, I'm gonna try that. But there's also new Fire Emblem games that I might just try as well. Um, there are like two new Fire Emblem games since Three Houses came out, and that was in 2019. So. If if that doesn't work, I'll probably try a new game. Because um, I really come on to Fire Emblem. This is my first Fire Emblem game, and I just really love it. Um, but I think it's more fun in the first part, and it kind of gets gets old and loses its appeal. Anyway, past gaming corner. Uh, <laughs> here's a bullet point that I hate to, to mention. I'm going to sip my beer before I say it. The Packers really, really suck. Um, this looks really bad. So they've lost to the Giants, which they're not as bad as a team as we thought, maybe. They lost to the Jets. Okay, no fucking excuse. And now they've lost to the fucking Washington Commanders. The one in four Washington Commanders beat the Packers. Didn't even watch the game. I, I saw it coming. I saw their loss coming. I, I thought they were going to lose by like a lot. And they actually lost by three or something. I didn't even watch the game. Because I was like, I'm not, I'm not ready to see that happen. Um, so yeah, wow. They're just so bad. And I really think, I really think 
the main problem is Aaron Rodgers. Like, seriously. I think something he's doing both on and off the field just not fucking working. Um, and, I mean, I think he's still a good quarterback. I just think... I mean... I think it's his fault. <laughs> I think the, the failures are mostly his fault. Um, and it's interesting, like, I was looking at ESPN the other day and someone was like... He had basically said that, like, there are some people we should cut if they're not doing a good job. There are some people that we should bring in. And it's like, are you leading the team or is LeFleur? Like, someone made a video on ESPN, some analyst or something. And I was like, I kind of agree with that. Like, who the fuck is leading this team right now? Um, it seems like the Packer organization is almost like, he's a god. He's the GOAT. We're just going to deal with it let him run things or something like it's probably not how it's actually working but i kind of get that feeling based on like lafleur's like response to that kind of thing he's been doing where he's trying to like you know give advice and like i don't know the packers really really suck now what's funny is i think they're gonna do a better job this weekend which i don't think anyone would actually think because guess who they're playing they're playing the fucking bills who are like Either undefeated or they only have, like, one loss or something. And they're looking like the best team in the AFC. But believe it or not, I have a superstition about the Green Bay Packers and specifically Aaron Rodgers, and that is when they actually have a tough, a really tough opponent, I think they actually do a fucking good job. But when they have teams like the Jets and the Washington Commanders, I think they just suck. <laughs> so I think they'll actually do a good job this weekend. They're not, they're not going to win. But I think they're going to do a good job this weekend. They could win, honestly. Um, we'll see. Uh, anyway, other topics. Um, probably no 14ers this, for the rest of this year. Uh, I looked at the 14ers.com site or whatever, and um, I might even mention this a couple episodes ago, but basically there's snow up there now, lots of it. Um, and people are saying that you need snowshoes. Like I was thinking about doing Mount Democrat, which I had done it back in September when I was supposed to. Didn't. Um, and now there's like tons of snow up there and they're saying you need snowshoes. Uh, so probably no 14 years until next summer unless I get snowshoes, which is a possibility. Because I, I was thinking about doing winter. I want to do one winter 14er. I want to do one 14er where it's actually like snow and it's like tough. I don't want to say I did it. That's all. <clears throat> Moving on to other topics. I'm losing a lot of money this year. Uh, but I think everyone else is. I actually talked with my... Um, with my... What is... Well, UBS. My UBS guy. My stockbroker. Goddamn. The word was escaping me. The term was escaping me. Um, took my stockbroker. Notice I've lost like 35000 this year or something like that. Which is a lot. But everyone is because of the, the the economy tanked. But it's coming back. It looks like it. Um, so, yeah. I, I was a little bit worried that my portfolio, the new portfolio I'd set up at UBS, was like a little bit too aggressive. Because we did set it up like last November. Um, which is like four months before the accounting really tanked, I think. Uh, but it ended up not being related to that. I've actually made some money with that specific portfolio, not counting this year. Um, so yeah. Um, overall things are looking good, except for the whole thing that, <laughs> except for the whole accounting tanking this year. <laughs> talk about the plants the air plants are starting to filter inside the temps are getting cold like i said it was 36 today which was a shocker um there was snow today i think this today was our first snow uh, i might have missed that the previous ones but i'm pretty sure today was our first snow i actually saw snow outside it was pretty funny it kept switching between snow and rain 
like freezing rain and snow like <laughs> i'd be walking and like it'd be snowing and then like three minutes later it'd be raining and i'd be like oh interesting <laughs> uh yeah but those our plants are coming in most of them are actually what i found out is that the cilantro can tolerate up to 10 degrees fahrenheit um or that low which surprised me because it just doesn't seem like a, a cold weather plant at all but apparently it can live in that um i don't know if i'm gonna leave it out there tonight though because i'm just a little bit worried about it because today it was looking a little bit droopy um and then there's the other one that i have left outside is spearmint and i've i learned that you can actually leave spearmint plants out in like neg up to negative 40 degrees fahrenheit weather like what the fuck <laughs> Spearmint can last up to negative 40 Fahrenheit, according to one Google search result I found. I might want to double check those results just for the safety of my plants, but all the others are inside, and they're still doing well. I thought they might not do as well, but the basil plants are inside, and they're doing well with, uh, with just a tiny bit of sun in like the afternoon hours and water in the morning. So, they be surviving for now. <laughs> um... Talking other outdoor stuff. Um, I need to figure out my lighting situation. I, I want to have like outdoor lighting like right above my chair so that I can like read outside, which this is like totally the wrong season to set this up. But um, I want like actual like white light like you can read under um, so I can just be outside like drinking a beer at night reading. Again, totally wrong season to do this. <laughs> winter makes no sense for this but uh i'm gonna try to set up something the thing i think i need is like i have one set of lights that i just bought like recently last month and uh the bulbs are like really big and the cord that's like that they're on is like also really big and i can't really like i can close the door with it like in the door but it's just it's not it's gonna be a it's gonna be so fucking annoying to have to do that so um i'm gonna look into finding um an ex like a short extension cord but with like a really really thin like wiring so that i can put it through the door because i don't know how the hell so how the hell else i'm gonna get lights outside because there are no outdoor like um outlets that i know of or i can find um so yeah i'm thinking i gotta find something that's like extension cord that has like a really thin cable that can fit in the crack of the door um because the halloween lights i had were working fine if they have enough like um if there's like enough tension along the line you know if there's like if there's no tension that just doesn't work but if there's tension then it works um yeah so i like to figure that out if not for this winter then for next spring and uh, with that, let's go into uh, a potentially extensive eating corner. <laughs> um, so a, f a few really, really cool things to talk about. I made moonshine. I, I, okay, I made butter pecan moonshine pancakes. <laughs> so yes, literally yesterday, I... I was I was planning on ordering some pancakes from like a local um, like a local uh, breakfast place near me. It's actually called Zorba's. It's not too far. I actually had their pancakes before. It was really really good, and they have amazing hash browns too. And I was thinking of ordering from them like yesterday because I was like, man, I the previous day I had eaten nothing for like sixteen hours except like my protein shake, and so I was like, fuck, I'm hungry. Like I went to bed kind of hungry the previous night, and so I was like. Let me just get some pancakes. Fuck it. Um, but then I was like, wait, I have pancake mix. Let's just do this at home. And then I read the instructions. I was like, oh, fuck, you need milk. <laughs> I don't have milk. I never have milk. Because it, it's just, like, bad for you. I don't drink it. Uh, unless I need a cocktail. I need it for a cocktail. Um, so, yeah. I basically was like, what do I have in my fridge that has milk and cream in it? <laughs> and I was like, uh, we've got some butter pecan moonshine and on the on the ingredient list or the, the nutrition batch it does say that it has milk and cream, so 
this will be interesting. So I literally replaced the milk that I didn't have with moon butter pecan moonshine from uh, Old Smoky. I put a shit ton in. Like, <laughs> I think I put like three cups or something insane. No, it was about like a cup and a half or two. Uh, but just way too much. And then I put in some vanilla extract and I put in some butter to make it like a creamy, milky, like, you know, maybe that'll work. Maybe I can make pancakes from that. Otherwise, I just use the regular instructions, you know, two eggs or something. And uh, it came out. It came out into pancakes. Um, I undercooked them because I haven't cooked pancakes in a pan for forever. Um, but, I mean, they turned out actually really good. The only problem was they just tasted like alcohol. <laughs> Um, they were, they were kind of legit, but then they tasted like alcohol and I actually ate like four of them, which was like half the batter or something. And, and I was like, after eating four of them, I was like, am I going to get drunk at work? <laughs> and I didn't, thankfully. Um, I kind of felt like a little bit weird though. Like I might've gotten like a little bit of a buzz or something. Um, so yeah, overall they tasted pretty good, but they're also like, they just tasted kind of like wrong because they tasted like alcohol. Um, or maybe butter pecan isn't just a great pancake flavor. I really don't know. Um, in other news, I ate a vegan double cheeseburger from True Food, which was amazing. I had that last night. Oh my god, it was so good. Best impossible-esque burger I've had so far with all these challenges, vegetarian challenges and such. Um, wow. Like, better than um, Humble Kitchen's Impossible Burger, better than Watercourse's vegan cheeseburger, better than... Um, next level burger which is a specific like vegan dedicated cheeseburger place in uh like denver like south of me somewhere um like better than that and they're from cali and they came here like it's better than that uh it was just amazing like so good um i kind of have some kind of like weird anxiety about ordering out though like yesterday i did that and i just felt super odd about doing it i just didn't want to do it didn't want to do it I was like fuck it let's do it wasn't that bad um but <laughs> i don't know i seem to never be able to go to the store though <laughs> so i can't uh i don't know for some reason i'm either like too laser i just like i can't do it today too much is going on today yeah so i don't know <laughs> so the plan uh is to try to keep like eating new combinations of things like from the store <clears throat> trying new things um trying new combinations of like veggies and like protein and stuff and just eventually i'll have like a, a list of recipes that i trust that i can just float between every week so i'm still feeling pretty mad about eating meat overall i just don't really want to do it um, I'm, I'm just generally like, let's stay away from that. Uh, um, oh, last week I had the most amazing Korean barbecue though. Um, I ordered from this place called barbecue chicken. It was literally called barbecue chicken on DoorDash. That's what it was called. And I was like, that just seems like some shitty, like hole in the wall place probably not that good it had like a 4.8 rating on doordash or something so i was like okay wait maybe i should check this out i saw the word korean barbecue and i was hooked i was like yes <laughs> so i ordered some wings from them it was like a special sauce wings like bone in um and they were just amazing dude they were just amazing uh just like some of the best korean barbecue chicken i've ever had in my entire life uh, and I also got some pot stickers from them, which was pretty good too. Um, yeah, so that was one good thing that I didn't even forget. I didn't even remember to put on the talking points. It just kind of came to me. But yeah, still kind of like trying to avoid meat mostly. 
very, very much trying to avoid processed and red meat. Um, that being said, I'm thinking about eating a Taco Bell tonight. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I really, like, I was going to do it two nights ago because I hadn't eaten anything all day. It was another one of those 16 hour things. And then I couldn't actually walk in because they close at 10. Uh, well, they close, like, the lobby at 10 or something. And uh, now I've had, like, the idea of a chalupa in my head for, like, two days. And now I'm like, let's get a chalupa tonight. I haven't gone to the store yet. Because <laughs> it, it, it's been a really rough week for me, guys. Like, with buttermilk, like, there's been so much stress. It's taken so much time out of work. Like, I feel like I haven't been able to work, like, a solid work week. Like, 40 hours just because... I'm spending so much time, like, trying trying to, like, work with him and trying to research and stuff. And finally today, I, I did a good job of work, but, like, I don't know. It's been a tough week. Um, yeah. And lastly, in Eating Corner, uh, today I went to... It's going to sound bad after everything I've said. But this is like the only thing I ate today other than like a bagel or two. Uh, I went to this place called French for Sugar, uh, which is like a 10 minute walk away. And I've been eyeing up this place as like, it's like a cupcake and sweets place. That's like really close to my house, like walking distance. Like, yes. It's a, it's a hell yes. Um, it's called French for Sugar. I went there, I walked there today in like the snow and uh, not too much snow, but just like like drifting uh and i got a cupcake and it was really really good but they had this fucking ganache like brownie with ganache filling or frosting or something it looked amazing all of their sweets right now are like halloween themed like i totally just went went for that place <laughs> i only got one cupcake i was really proud of myself i went there for one cupcake i brought one cupcake back it was a medium-sized cupcake nothing crazy it was just like a chocolate and chocolate frosting cupcake. It was really good. Might go there again. What's weird is that they close at like 3 p.m. So you have between like 10 and 3 to, to go there. But not going like tomorrow or this week probably. But I'm probably going to go there again soon because it was a good, it's a good cupcake. And I got to get that brownie. Got to be honest. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, lots of eating, sadly. Um... I don't know. Some, day, some days I just get into this thing where it's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. I am totally not going to fucking regress to my older, uh, my younger fat self. Um, so I do feel very bad every time I order food or get food from somewhere. and Or just eat something that's unhealthy. Um... I also have one new recipe idea that I just thought of, like, yesterday. Partially cooked eggplant cubes. Not, like, mashable, but just, like, kind of, like, firm, but, like, also, like, you know, you can, like, it's not, like, too chewy or anything. It's, like, just the right density or whatever. Those, like, in an Alfredo sauce with some herbs and maybe some other veggies in it. Um, I think that'd be really cool. I, I came up with that idea just by, like, thinking like man pasta with alfredo sauce is so good but pasta itself is just like so many carbs but so is alfredo sauce you could say um so how can i have pasta but like replace the pasta with something healthy and still kind of have it feel like it's pasta and for some reason i came up with the idea of eggplant cubes um so we'll see if that works out i think it's a creative idea that i'm gonna give it a shot um the other idea that I came up with yesterday was, like, <laughs> fake chicken. So, like, I don't know. Impossible chicken with, like, red peppers and onions and, like, some kind of sauce. Maybe, like, a brown glaze or something. I don't know. I'm feeling creative. And I just gotta get to the store um, and do that. And it's not that getting to the store is that hard for me. It, it, I, it's just, like, I'd rather walk. But then you need to take the time out of the day, which is like an hour, to walk there and back. Because um, I'm so in favor of walking and not driving anywhere. Um, yeah, so it stuff's weird. Anyway, a um, couple more things to talk about. Thanksgiving plans. I am going to visit um, 
Oh, fuck, I need to text Frank about this. I totally need to text Frank about this. Well, I will in a second. I am planning to visit my Aunt Diane and Uncle Tim for Thanksgiving, which I was... We were talking about it last time I went there, and again, they're in Glencarvin. And I just kind of, like, forgot about it. And I wasn't really planning on it until I, like, called Tim, and then he was like, hey, do you still want to come for Thanksgiving? And I was like... Yeah, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> totally love to see them and their dogs again. That was such a great trip. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of hyped because I'm sure they're going to make, I'm sure Tim can make a really fucking good Thanksgiving. And I would love to help out with that too. Maybe I'll, like, I don't know, help with something the day of. Because I'm going to be arriving there the night of the 23rd, which is the day before, obviously. Um... So I'm going to have that day off. I'm probably just going to drive all the way, like the whole 12 hours um, in one thing. I'll probably stop in Kansas City to get that uh, milk punch that you can get at any like liquor store. I talked about that a long time ago in one of the uh, older episodes when I talked about my Kansas City trip. But there's like this bourbon, there's like this milk punch that's in a bottle that you can buy from any alcohol stop. I was meaning to get that from my bar the last time I was in Kansas City. So I'm going to pick it up because I'm probably going to be in the city around 5-ish or something or earlier. So it's going to be the perfect time. Get about all of that. Head to Glen Carbon like immediately after that. Probably not going to stop anywhere, obviously. Can't be fucking drinking and driving. Um, and uh, get there like the night of the 23rd. Stay there that night, obviously. And then I'll be there all day on the 24th. And I'll probably leave on the 25th back for... To head back to Denver. And, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. So, <laughs> it's funny. The plan I, the plan for next month is actually to eat vegan. <laughs> I'm going vegan next month. But, except the 23rd and the 24th. And maybe the 25th, because I might want to get some barbecue on the way back. <laughs> Let's be honest, guys. That Kansas City barbecue is fucking good. But I, mean, I just, oh, man. All this month I've been like, man, I need to go vegan. I really want to go vegan one of these months. Because, I mean, I just, I'm going to lose a shit ton of weight, I'm sure. And um, I'm thinking about going next month. It won't be a full vegan month. Maybe except for two or three days it'll be full. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a challenge because I'm not going to be able to eat eggs. We're just going to be weird. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that challenge. I'm looking forward to, like, what that's going to be like. Like, no butter, no eggs, no, you know, cheese. It's just going to be weird. But I'm going to try it. I'm looking forward to that. And that is the end of a lengthy episode 29. Uh, I apologize, y'all. We're at the one hour, eight minute mark. It's probably going to be much less because I'll edit most some of the dead space, dead time out. Um, but it is a lengthy one because there's just so much to talk about. And uh, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing fucking week. And uh, next week I'll probably try to have this on time. <laughs> and uh, the advice for this week is to uh, to pet a cat. And if you can, hell yeah, you're further than I am. Because <laughs> I can't pet buttermilk yet. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. Happy you guys are doing well. And uh, see you next week. Bye bye. Let go of chasing magazines.